The scripture reading this day is taken from the book of Luke, chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Once, while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of them, one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long but have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. God bless the meeting of his word. This morning I want to start by asking the question, what what is our faith really about? I mean, what's the point? And in fact, I'm going to do something dangerous. I'm going to ask, I'm going to let you respond to that question. (laughs) Who wants to tell me what the point is of faith? What's it about? It's about joy. It's about joy. Okay. You don't understand the question? What's the point of your faith? Oh, what's the point? I know what it's about. Go ahead. I'm going to see my sons again. Talk into the microphone. Well, I'm going to see my boys again. Amen. Beth has faith that she's going to see her boys again. Who else has a point to faith? Hope. And what are we hoping for, you think? Okay, hoping for peace in this world and your faith gives you that hope. Love. Love. Direction. Direction. Direction, guidance, someone said back here. So, yeah. So, how does that work? Tell me how your faith gives you. I have to be able to move forward in a way that I don't really know what's going to happen, but it provides me the direction to do that. Okay, yeah. So, so you don't always know the outcome, but you move prompted by your faith. Well, you guys are pretty good at this. <laughs> yeah, Paul. Forgiveness. That's right. So it takes a lot of faith to forgive and to trust again, right? You forgive someone and you trust them again with a lot of faith that... Amen. Forgiveness by the Lord. Yeah, amen. That we have faith that, that we can be better than we are today. Mercy. 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 Absolutely. That's the point of faith. Say it again. Courage. Faith gives us courage, like we were talking about in the in the children's sermon this morning. Acceptance. Acceptance. Love. Acceptance. 
Trust. Yeah, it takes a little bit of faith to trust God and to move out without knowing what's going on and to really to, to trust others. Man, you guys have some good answers to that. And I think, you know, the, our text today, we have some people kind of uh, being challenged to uh, embrace a life of faith and experience the things that you and I are talking about. This story we have today uh, kind of builds on where we've been talking about Jesus' ministry. And Jesus has been going around. He's been preaching. Every, he's getting a name for himself. Everyone's gathering in around. And uh, at one point, down by the Sea of Galilee, Jesus, the crowds get so big that Jesus is standing there on the shore and all the fishing boats have just come in. And he jumps into Peter's boat and and says, Peter, back out, back out a little bit so I can talk to these people without them getting all up in my bubble. And so, and so Peter pulls out the boat a little bit and he stands there and preaches. We don't ever, we don't get to hear what Jesus said to this crowd, but it must have been pretty impressive. And, uh, and he's preaching to them. And anyway, when he's done, uh, uh, I think this was like as a thank you to Peter, Jesus says, hey, put out into the deep water, throw your nets over, catch some fish. And Peter was just throwing the nets out of the boat to getting ready to go home because it's Miller time, right? He, he's like, Jesus, I've been out all night kept trying to catch these fish. We didn't catch a darn thing. I'm going home. <laughs> Jesus says, no, no, no. You got to get out there and try one more time out in the deep water. Peter's like, all right. <laughs> so he jumps in the boat and they go out and they, he throws the net over and he catches so many fish that he cannot even haul them in. He has to call John and James over. Uh, bring your boat out. Let's get all these fish. And so they all get together and they bring all these fish. And they are astounded. And Peter is so taken aback by this that he goes before Jesus. And he says, get away from me. I don't know what you're about, <laughs> but you are too holy for me. You are too holy for me. I am a sinner. I shouldn't even be around you. Uh, this is too much. This is too weird. This is too much. Too deep. Jesus says, hey, don't be afraid of that. I'm going to take you with me, and you're going to do some more fishing for me this time. It's a great story. And often we hear this story, and we think that, uh, you know, we think of this thing about Peter being a fisher of men. Uh, in the context of becoming a, a follower of Christ, and in fact, the first follower of Christ, and the the you know the head of the church later on, and be someone who draws people to Jesus, who fishes for people to come to Jesus, and I think that little part is true. But you know what? There, there's a couple of things I want to say about that. Is one is first of all, miracles are never about the miracle. Any Messiah worth his salt is always going to have a few miracles under his belt. So, you know, that was just part and parcel with what it means to be a Messiah. Miracles, people, people do miracles. You've got to have a couple of miracles in your resume if you're going to have any chance of being a good Messiah. So that's good. But, but the miracles are always, in the Bible, as they're recorded, they're always about something else. It's not just about that Jesus pointed him to this big thing of fish. And, and in fact, this is, where, this is why I'm going to go off on a rant here. But this is why I hate the Discovery Channel. Because the Discovery Channel take a, a, a 
a little thing like this and they would go on for an hour about how could he have known where the fish were and what was the, you know, what was fish like and what were the net and this whole thing about trying to explain away this miracle when that's not the point. <laughs> There's always something else going on in this story and it has to do with faith. And, you know, f- fish were always about food in the Bible. Remember the little boy and the feeding of the 5,000 and he had, little, he had a loaf of bread and fish and the fish was enough. It's about abundance. It's about having enough. And that's, you kind of get this imagery. Who, what is going to happen to these fish? Well, they are going to feed a lot of people. They're going to feed a lot of people. But what, you know what I'm here, so, so it's kind of about this, uh, often uh, some of the commentators call this a Eucharistic miracle. That is to say that it is, it is about the abundance, about feeding people. And I think it's about feeding people too, but, I, but what I'm hearing today as I'm looking at this text is I think it's about feeding people in their soul. I think it's about Peter uh, wanting to uh, really get in to a relationship with God and really have a faith that works. Um, you know, Jesus, so often uh, we, we talk about our faith and we experience God on a very superficial level. So often it's not even, we're not even sure God is even there a lot of the time. So often in our lives at different times and different places, we, we just don't feel that same Holy Spirit connection that perhaps we have. And I know I talk to a lot of young people, and there's a lot of, I don't know, and I'm not even sure how I feel about God or Jesus or those things. And I, you know, I, I feel like sometimes we're, we're, we, we find ourselves going through the motions. And uh, we love being here. But if, if I talked about Jesus or I didn't talk about Jesus, it might not really matter much. In a lot of places, I, I think people are experiencing that of how consequential, how significant, how impactful is my faith. And I think oftentimes when I talk to people, it doesn't seem like it's all that impactful. Not really making that big a difference. And I think Jesus is coming to Peter and he's saying, I know you've been fishing and you haven't caught anything. But you're, going, you're not going deep enough. Put out to the deep waters. And throw your net over. And receive an abundance of fish. I think this is a metaphor for our faith. I think Jesus calls us to put out into the deep waters. Faith is not something that we can, we can toy around. We can just dabble in. It doesn't really work that way. Faith is not something we can kind of hobby at. <laughs> uh, faith is not something that we can, we can put on when the occasion warrants and put away. Right? It's, not a, it's not a piece of jewelry that we only bring out on Christmas and Easter. Right? It, is, it is something that lives and breathes within us. And it is something that require a deep and abiding relationship with God that is effectual, that does make a difference, that makes the point that we've all talked about here today, it is really reliant on us going out in 
to the deep waters and casting our nets and hauling in the abundance that God has promised through that. So I guess you might be wondering, okay, Pastor Curtis, how do you, how do you troll the depths? How do you get deep into our faith? How do we experience this amazing hall of faith that you're talking about? And I would say that that really depends on you. <laughs> and there's a lot of different ways of doing it. Uh, as, as Christians, we do a lot of different things as, as followers of Christ. First of all, we have the, the Bible. And, you know, what I'll say about that is that I, I'm not sure, you know, sometimes in, in our Christian tradition, sometimes in churches, you know, we, we hear Bible stories a lot when we're kids. And uh, we might do a Sunday school lesson once in a while, but how often do we, re- I mean, how well do we really dive into this thing? Because I've got to tell you, it's a, it's, a, it's a big responsibility to hand someone a Bible. Because this, these are ancient texts. Some of them over 3,000 years old. It's, not, it, it's hard to really grasp what's being said in here. You gotta wrestle with it. You gotta study it. You gotta work at it. You know, and we read things in here all the time that are disturbing, that bother us, that go, oh, wait a minute, that doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound like the Jesus of love I know. And we wanna put it away. When really what we need to do is go deep, go deeper. Get into the context and the and the the what is this really about? What is God really trying to say here? What's what what does this have to do with with uh, the the good news of Christ? And I promise you, when you start digging in there, you're going to find that good news. And it's deep. It's not something. It's not something pithy that we can put on a bumper sticker. It's not something that can be uh, put into alliterations and and things like that. It's not something that uh, is, is short and sweet. It's something that is a lifelong wrestling with and teasing out the depth of what God has in store for us. And that's how you get direction. That's how you find the compassion and the forgiveness is, is you, you troll the depth of what Scripture has. And I got to tell you, that's best done utilizing the best scholarship we have and in community. Because we all look at this with a biased eye, and so the more voices you have, the better off you are. The, the clearer the picture is, and so it's that's what a great what a great thing it is to have this community to wrestle with the Bible in. Amen. Amen. So I, uh, you know, that's that's one way you troll the depths. The other thing is that we doing Christian practices. You know, and, and I don't know how often. We kind of teach these. This is something I've been in a quandary about lately is teaching Christian practices, the disciplines we do. Prayer, study, meditating on the word, meditating on the presence of God, uh, doing acts of kindness, but doing them as a spiritual discipline. Right, fasting or, or or giving things up for the for this in order to get some perspective and to and to bring more God, making room for a little more God. Now, these are hard things like exercise. You can't just jump right into it. Uh, so there's a lot of there's a lot of ways to help that. And we are sir, I would watch for things in church that will help us 
learn new disciplines. So my commitment is I'm going to start looking at those practices. But in the meantime, uh, I would offer, there's a lot of books about it, but none so good as Richard Foster's Celebration of Disciplines. I have, I have two copies of it. I invite you to come borrow one. The, this is the 20, this is such a good book. This is the 20th anniversary edition. And it, and I left one in my office and it's the 25th anniversary edition. <laughs> so I've been reading this book my whole life and it's, it's very meaty. But it has some great, like, here's how to get into prayer. Here's how to exercise those spiritual disciplines. Feel free to borrow that or, or buy one for yourself. You're going to want it. So, um, the other thing is, Living in community. Being in this place where we're all struggling to find depth in our faith. Where we're all kind of striving to, to have that deeper, more significant relationship with the holy. Where we're all praying together and with and for each other. Where we're all uh, struggling to find, figure out who we are and what we're about in this world. Where we're all trying to, seeking that affirmation that comes through our faith and, and seeing it realized within this community, this, this church, this tradition, this body of Christ represented here. And I got to tell you something, you know, there was a time in my life, maybe I would have just given up on the church. Really? Uh, this is what it's all about? Probably when I was a teenager and I knew everything, right? Uh, I love those days. But, uh, you know, watching my preacher when I was a kid and sitting there thinking, hell, I could do better than that. <laughs> and, uh, and I was kind of this choice. Do I, do I become part of the system or do I just go about my merry way? But, I, but obviously, I stayed in the church. And you know why? Because this is where it's happening. Uh, you know, I, everyone talks, if I were to go out on my own, I would not be nearly, I would not, I would not be engaged in my faith at all. This is where we engage. We encourage one another. This is where Jesus has talked about. Where else has Jesus talked about? This is where it's happening. This is where our, our faith is sharpened and honed. Proverbs says, as, one, uh, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. We need each other. If you're going to have a deep and abiding faith, you need a community, whether it's a small group of people, a huge group of people, whatever. But we need, God has drawn us together for that purpose. Amen? Amen. And so as we hear this text today, as, as we're encouraged to go deep, to put out into the deep waters, I invite all of us to, to be contemplative about this, to be thinking about how, how deep has my faith gone and how can I go deeper? What are the disciplines that are missing from my life? What has worked in the past? I know how you guys are. Back in college, you were all about it. And then now it's, you know, maybe it's fallen by the wayside, you know, or whatever. You, but you had those things. You had those moments. I know you had those moments when God was so real and so deep and, and right there. What was going on? How did that happen? How do you get that back? So, and, and again, what I say is we're here to help each other get there. Amen. Let us pray. Loving and gracious God, you call us to a deep and abiding relationship with you through your son, Jesus Christ, through his his, uh, teachings, through his life. 
Uh, You have given us disciplines that stir up that Holy Spirit inside of us, that that help us to feel connected and commune with you on a regular basis. And you, you call us to be in community together so that we are not trying to do this alone, but that we together can uh, can become deeper followers of who you are. You remind us to not be afraid, uh, to not be scared of it, but that you will be with us wherever we go. We ask these things in the powerful name of Christ. Amen.